With cold custard, cut an extra slice for me. Top of the hour now, here are your headlines. French inventor Frankie Zapata flew a hoverboard across the English Channel earlier this week, to which Boris Johnson replied, Now that's how you Brexit. Microsoft has warned Windows 10 users to update their software immediately to avoid crippling vulnerabilities. Those who neglect the update run the risk of having both of Clippy's legs broken. A man has died after winning a taco-eating contest at a minor league baseball game. Witnesses say his last words were, Yokero open casket. In the wake of three mass shootings last week, a new poll shows that more and more Americans are in favor of increased background checks on gun buyers. Researchers link these results to another poll where 100% of Americans are in favor of not dying. Numerous reports have come out in the last few months detailing the irreversible effects of climate change and its impact on the planet, with some cases stating life on Earth will end by year 2050. In response, the UN has appointed a special liaison with the goal of lobbying the Trump White House, Christian Right, and conservatives to take action on climate change. With us in the studio today is that liaison, Duke Dwyerson. Mr. Dwyerson, thank you for being here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So let's start with the obvious question. It seems that most major governments have recognized the threat of climate change and have even committed to slowing or reversing it. Why is the U.S. taking the opposite approach? Us Americans don't like to be told what to do, especially not by some stuff, shirt, science, tist, know-it-all. Well, aren't you a U.N. scientist? I was, but now I'm more of a U.N. believerist. What is that? A believer in science? Oh, don't have nothing to do with science. You see, I had a premonition. I once was like all the other bookworms. I poured over the complicated text and immersed myself in the facts and figures, but those were just ink on a page. Then one night, an angel came to me as I laid in bed. I was engrossed in a warm and light as the angel who called itself Glowball warned me of things that had not yet come to pass. I'm sorry, you're employed by the UN? It told me of a reckoning close at hand, a mere 30 years away that could only be stopped by true believers like myself. Believers spread across this great nation of ours, and it was my duty to share this warning and build our army so that we might stop what could come to be. Okay, so this is a religious thing. If we do nothing, then the seas will boil and rise. All of God's great water beasts will wash ashore. The Hoyans will whip across the plains, leaving a massacre in their wake. And the great creature Clamorg will rise from the depths and devour all life on Earth. Well, those first two things all be it a little embellished, seem to line up with actual science, but, um, Climorg? Gonna eat all the life, huh? That's right. Myself and all the other believers in Climorg are the only true pro-lifers. Huh. Well, I mean, I'll give it to the UN. This is certainly a unique approach to educate about climate change. I'm a prophesizer of the truth. 
if you worship our one true earth and want to stop Clymorg in his tracks, then you must wash out your recyclables, cut out single-use plastics, and chop off Clymorg's oily tendrils of fossil fuels, and devote yourself to renewable energies. I mean, yeah, good. That's good advice, albeit from an insane perspective. Uh, is this actually working? Do you have followers? Well, we just opened up our new mega church and recycling center off Route 9 in Mobile, Alabama. The Church of the Sustainable God. Come out this Sunday for my sermon on grasping at paper straws. All right. Well, I guess whatever works. <clears throat> and now I'd like to read to you from our scripture. The new text of his holy word on impending doom. This comes to us from the book of Realizations. And lo, I saw the entire state of California was engulfed in flames, just like last year. And there were seven seals, only seven remaining seals on the entire planet. Duke Dwyerson from the UN Climate Change Panel, thank you for your time. Beware the wrath of Clamorg! Okay. And now, on to something lighter. Music critic Davey Wavyson brings us his review of the newest album from rock icon John Fogarty. Davey? John Fogarty would be crowned the undisputed stepfather of 60s swamp rock if such a title existed. From Creedence Clearwater Revival to his solo career spanning three decades of long grunts and distorted twangs, Fogarty's toe-tapping grunge has had a lasting influence on Southern American rock and roll. I was born on the bayou in the foggy, dirty bog, living in the river near the big mossy log. The aged rocker once brought us classics like Down on the Corner and Up Around the Bend and told us where he was looking and where we'd better run, out his back door and through the jungle respectively. But in consideration of this, Fogarty's age appears to have caught up with him, as it seems every song from Fogarty's newest release is nothing but directions to things. Well, chugle on down the road by the cool hound graveyard gate. There's a mailbox with a toad. Drive past it a little ways. The album, titled Over There, begins with a song called I-65. This catchy melody is seemingly about how to get from Repton, Alabama to the nearest interstate. The lyrics meander about town as Fogarty struggles to give a lost driver directions to find their way back to civilization. Make a left by the courthouse, then drive till you see a barn. If you start to smell the sewage plant, you probably drove too far. Track three from Over There, a song called Where'd They Go, has a vintage CCR feel to it. The lick is dirty and haunting, with a sharp bite that's reminiscent of Green River. And the balance of the chords feels like a comment on modern civilization taking over rural roots. However, once the lyrics start, you're reminded that Fogarty is probably like 97 years old. Down Louisiana, past New Orleans, south of Butte, but just short of Paradise. There's one room schoolhouse where I took my classes. I'm pretty sure that's where I left my glasses. Where'd They Go continues for over 16 minutes as Fogarty attempts to find his reading glasses. They're not in his sock drawer or the medicine cabinet, and the listener is left to wonder why any of this actually matters. 
The song, like most of the album, and possibly Fogarty's entire life, has no resolution. If they're not in my case, I left them by my bed. Lord Almighty, they should be on my head. Altogether, Over There is a nostalgic throwback to early Credence rock and roll. Fogarty is every bit the musician he always was, and not enough can be said about his heart-ached guitar riffs and the moonlit campfires you can just smell when his gritty solos begin. Left, left, right, up and down, forward to the side, up and around. However, with tracks like Near That Big Tree, Map Quest It, and those are in aisle three. One can't help but be distracted by the literally directionless life Fogarty clearly lives every day. This is one album that, ironically, won't be able to find its way on the Billboard charts. For NPR, I'm Davey Wavyson. Inside, outside, above, behind, pause, play, fast forward, rewind. I'm so lost. Thanks, Davey. Get a real job. Up next, you've heard of a casserole, but what about a casserole? 